Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Christian, 24 years old, I remember thinking, people ripped me off. The Christian people in my world, now looking back at it, I realized I was wrong. I heard the gospel every week as I was growing up. You know, I was hard-headed and stubborn and obstinate, so it wasn't their fault. But there was a sense of urgency. People need to know. And that's true. People need to know. That's why we're here. Without us, this world would be utterly dark. As a follower of Christ, you're called the salt of the earth. We are each called to spread the light of the kingdom as we live our daily lives. The world is a lost and hurting place that needs the hope of the gospel. When you look at your own life, do you see Jesus flowing out of you into the places you go? Now stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 16 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. What he's telling us is, see, it's you and only you. There's not like a plan B. It's us. We're salt or we're worthless in terms of his plan in our, in our world. I could keep going with this, I'm gonna, but I want to transition here because I want to look at this idea of light. What did he mean by the declaration that we're the light of the world? He said, you're the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden. It's an impossibility, he says. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. The question has to be asked, if you and I are lights in our world, who did the lighting? Who lights a lamp? Who is the one who lit this lamp? You guys follow my logic? I mean, if together corporately as a church, we're the lamp, he did the lighting. It's the light of his Holy Spirit in us shining forth, right? Now, if I were to walk outside right now to, I don't know, grab something out of my motorcycle saddlebag, do I need a flashlight? Anybody? Why not? Because it's daylight, right? You wouldn't even be able to notice. If I lit a little flashlight, you wouldn't even be able to realize that I had lit the flashlight because the sun is much brighter. So what's the other implication of what Jesus is saying? Our world is dark. You and I are necessary in this place. The world around us. And I have to tell you, that's the only reason that I am doing what I do. I had no concept of full-time ministry. When I left Georgia in 1985, I came down here just to get to know God better. My intention was to go back home after six months. I had no idea he had another plan. I might not have come if I had known that God wanted me to stay here forever. You know what I mean? But the reason I wanted to get to know God better was because I felt cheated 
as a baby Christian, 24 years old, I remember thinking, people ripped me off. The Christian people in my world, now looking back at it, I realized I was wrong. I heard the gospel every week as I was growing up. You know, I was hard-headed and stubborn and obstinate, so it wasn't their fault. But there was a sense of urgency. People need to know, and that's true. People need to know. That's why we're here. Without us, this world would be utterly dark. And think about the idea, even darkness as a metaphor, you know, ignorance and or evil, right? You know, we talk about a place being really, really dark. I had somebody ask me about visiting Savannah. No offense, Savannah. But my experience with Savannah, every time I've ever been, it just felt dark. It's just a darkness in Savannah. So for me, I don't particularly care for Savannah as a place to go visit. But darkness is also a metaphor for ignorance. And in this case, I believe they go together. Romans 1.28 says, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Now, Paul is talking about those who knew God and rejected God. He says, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They're whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Paul is talking about what one author refers to as the development of reprobation in a person's life or in the life of a society. And it's what we're witnessing in our world today. It is getting worse and worse because people continually choose darkness. They choose ignorance. They choose evil. And by ignorance, I mean ignorance of the will of God, the plan of God. But... When I look back over the last 25 years in Miami Beach, I'm amazed at what I've seen God do. There are things going on that just, to me, they're mind-boggling. You know, Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach is no longer a little lamp hidden under a basket. We're much more like that city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And even people who disagree with us are glad that we're here. And it's not because we're a huge, wealthy, influential, politically influential congregation. We're none of those things. But God has put us in a position to serve. And so we've developed a reputation by God's grace as being those who will serve. I had a meeting a couple of weeks ago with a city official about their, the city's grocery program and our partnership with them in that grocery delivery program once a month. And it was fascinating because this city official is somebody that I've known for 15 years and really like, really respect. But I know that within reason that this particular official doesn't agree with a lot of our positions, you know, our conservative Bible-believing Christianity. But as the meeting was coming to a conclusion, she said, I'm so glad that you guys are in this city. I just wish there were more churches like Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Why? Well, because of the saltiness. That's why. The preservative influence. The things that we've done, the God Squad efforts every Memorial Day weekend, and uh, the food program, and that official, more than many, knows how much we've done just in victim assistance and 
rent assistance from time to time, working with her department to be a blessing in the city. And so even though there's disagreement, even though we're not on the same page, doctrinally or whatever, there's still an acknowledgement that we are a value, that we seek the welfare of this city. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is the judgment. That the light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil. For anyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. You know, there will always be those who hate the darkness and therefore reject the light and the love of the Lord Jesus. But as you and I follow him at work, at home, at school, wherever, as we work together for his kingdom, for his glory, there will be those who will be drawn to his light. I was talking with my son just a little while ago this morning, and he was sharing with me, you know, he and one of the brothers, and I don't even know, there was a group of them that apparently went out sometime in the last couple of days. And he was talking about they were standing there having a conversation with this guy that was a rough-looking character, sunglasses on. And after they shared for a few minutes, he said he took his sunglasses off and he was standing there weeping because the Holy Spirit went to work. And he prayed a prayer, only time will tell if he got actually saved, you know, like entered into a relationship with the Lord Jesus. But that's not on us. That's between him and the Lord. God is moving in our city. And you and I have a duty to be a part of that, to continue to do what we know to do and to be open about who we are, to resist the temptation to hide and be quiet, and to stop wasting our energy and effort on the symptoms rather than on the actual problem, which is sin and unregenerate human beings. Let's get passionate about our mission to represent Jesus in a dying world. We're so blessed to be able to bring you messages from the pages of the Bible right here on Main Thing Radio. We hope you'll tune in again. But in the meantime, you can find more teachings from Pastor Robert online at MainThingRadio.com. Listen to more messages there or learn about this program. Before we come to the end of our time with you today, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. With more, here's Pastor Robert. We could really use your help. And you know, the, well, the Bible says that we partner together. When you support what we're doing in presenting the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus Christ through the airwaves, we become partners in ministry and we, we could really use some partners. So would you pray about making a donation today? Thanks. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website once more is MainThingRadio.com. Would you also keep us in your prayers? We so appreciate your partnership and that you're a part of our valued listening audience. 
Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. 